The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Just to let you know, I'm pretty sure some of you already know, our fundraising event got postponed again for the third time because of the rain, and we're going to hold it next week, Saturday, September 29, and Sunday from 2 until 5 o'clock p.m., September 30th. So come, come and bring lots of money. We have a lot of stuff to sell. By supporting these fundraising events, you are practically sowing seed to our outreaches, not just here in the state of Texas, in this country, but all over the world. We have so many opportunities right now. And we have so many invitations and open doors of opportunities that it is really, really good. So by sowing seed to this uh, ministry, it is such a great seed. Besides, with this country, God is turning this country around. Our economy is booming. And we have to express, we have to be thankful to the Lord by sharing the revelation and the gospel all over the world because of what the Lord is doing in this country. So go to our website, it's SOGMI.org, and click Donate. Again, it's SOGMI.org. Or you can mail your check to um, Post Office Box 1579, Helotis, Texas, 78023. It is a great seed, my dear brothers and sisters, and this is your opportunity for the bountiful harvest all over the world. We at Freedom Fellowship Charts, are busy and actively applying the principles of the kingdom of God given to us concerning the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. I already shared some of these uh, principles to you, our listeners, and I will share them with you again, some of that at least today. Believe and trust God, okay? You must believe. You must believe. And yes, this is your confirmation that you are part of the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And you just need to make some adjustment in your lifestyle and, of course, in your giving. The primary requisite for this transfer of wealth is you have to be a generous giver. A lot of Christians are really boasting or saying in confidence that they're tithers, but tithing belongs to God. So, Generous givers and those who are part of the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence, they are not just tithers, they're also generous giver. They are a good steward of God's plan that each and everyone who are a part of this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence know or are fully aware that the reason why God is transferring the wealth to his people is to finance the preaching of the gospel and to finance the training and discipleship as we are commissioned to do. And then we must not neglect the poor. But that is a priority. Preaching the gospel, financing the preaching of the gospel in power, making disciples, and yes, don't forget or neglect the poor in that order. 
One of the challenges that we face concerning the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence is the fact that we automatically do what we know what to do and how to do them. We do things that are comfortable or what we're used to. Do you know that if you don't want to get out of your comfort zone, it is kind of challenging or difficult for you to really mature in the things of God? You know, when the babies are small, you have to keep them in schedule. As a mother, oh boy, I was made aware of that. And if you messed up their schedule, they become cranky, they cried, and it's just, it will throw them into a tinsy. They don't want changes. So even in food on infant and toddlers, you have to introduce them, not all different varieties, but one at a time. But then once they start growing a little bit older, when they start toddler, they wanted to be independent in a lot of ways because they wanted to try on some things. But still, you have to keep them on schedule also. That is a sign of immaturity. So as a mature Christian, or if we really need to go higher in the things of God, we must go outside of the box. We need to think outside of the box. We need to be teachable and resilient enough to learn new things and apply them and have the discipline, the consistency in applying new ways of doing things. Because God said, you forget about the former things, whether they're good or bad, because he is making or creating new things. And as far as we're concerned, he is going to even make a way in the desert. And he will provide streams in a parts land. So we don't need to be concerned about because when we cannot do anything and we know that we are in the perfect will of God, God will do the impossible for us. It will be done for us, right? So it's actually an adventure, but we just have to change a mindset. We have to be willing and obedient to the things of God, okay? So because you know what? You and I know that God is faithful and that we can absolutely trust him. He is leading us to a wealthy place. But you know the condition, if you are willing and obedient, you just don't believe it will produce a corresponding action. Okay? So now that I step on your toes regarding giving and obeying God and new ways of doing things, let me move and let me share you another prophecy that I released last Sunday because it is necessary. And this is it. This is the thus saith the Lord. The gifts, the abilities, even the desires of your hearts that were forgotten and they remained dormant. Or a lot of times, oftentimes, Christians let them go. Until the rain fell. The Lord is resurrecting and restoring those gifts, abilities, and desires of your heart. So do not be afraid. And of course, when that happens, you know, changes, more changes are coming. Uh, let me give you an example, okay? I do a little bit of gardening at home. I'm one of those wannabes, okay? But I learn uh, new things over the course of years that I've been doing this. I am probably I'm a, a better gardener now, but I still have lots of things to learn. But one thing that I know 
some of the herbs and the flowers or the plants that I planted several years ago that died, the rain came, they came back, and they are growing again. After several years, they remain dormant. Their seeds remain dormant right there in our yard. But when the uh, favorable condition came about, they start growing back. And I didn't even expect that. But of course, I welcome, I welcome it. So this is the same thing with the gifts and the abilities and the desires that God have put in your heart that you have forgotten, let go because things got postponed. There were some afflictions and you didn't have any time because you're so busy trying to make ends meet. So those gifts and desires that are from God that remain dormant are now coming back. Our sign is this abundant rain that God gave over the state of Texas, especially in Bear County, right? And, you know, I planted cilantro several years ago. And the harvest, the first time is okay. You know, I got to use or harvest cilantro about four or five times until they went away. But rain came and the cilantros are all over. They're like weeds growing after several years of remaining dormant. And this is how it's going to be in the things that are from God. See, you may have let them go, but God has not forgotten and he's not willing to let them go. He's going to uh, resurrect them in expectation and in hope that you're going to pick them up again and not to give them or, or drop them at this season. Okay, the seeds, we are the transfer of wealth, influence and affluence. It is in this season, and, it, and God is creating favorable condition. All we need to do is to line up in accordance to his ways of doing things, okay? So I am excited about that, and I've been so busy because the Lord will remind me something, and, and then I, I just go for it. And you need to do that too. It, it's an exciting life. It's just like we'll become so fruitful if we yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So listen up and apply the following instruction, okay? Remember, for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence, you need to be a generous giver. And you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Your primary when you give is for the preaching of the gospel in power and for making disciples. And then do not neglect the poor. So let me go back in Joel chapter 2, verse 21, because this is so timely at this time, okay? In Joel chapter 2, starting verse 21, I'm going to read from uh, NIV. It says, Be not afraid, O land. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. See, the Lord was speaking and prophesied to the land. So let's put it this way. The Lord is saying, do not be afraid, O state of Texas. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. And then to the animals again, to his other creations. Verse 22. Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the open pastures are becoming green. This is one of the greenest summer we've ever had, right? The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Riches. Okay, so this is to the wild animals and the open pastures. And it's like, do not be afraid. You have plenty to eat. 
and then to his people. Verse 23, Be glad, O people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. Remember uh, last spring, the Lord led me and I released uh, that prayer to you in accordance to Isaiah 45. We pray that, O God, let righteousness reign in the land and let the land open up and receive righteousness and salvation. Well, the Lord answered our prayer in this season. Okay, let me repeat it again. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. Be glad, O people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. 24. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. Verse 25. This is restoration. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. See that? Forget about that. You need to look up because you're a child of God. You're, you're special to him. Verse 27, then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. That is awesome, right? Because right now, my dear brothers and sisters, in spite of us, in spite of our political leaders, the United States of America is encountering a great economic growth. And so is the nation of Israel. Both countries now are aligned together and our relationship or partnership has never been so close. United States and Israel are now energy independent. And you know what? More inventions, more products will be produced by both countries. Let us trust God that he knows what he's doing, okay? For his glory, for your benefit, and for the benefit of his people. In Romans 10, verse 11 through 13, it lines up with this. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that awesome? Okay, that's for you and I. So I just read Joel 2, chapter 2, the prophecies, the promise of restoration is true and a true promise for both Jews and Gentile because we have the Lord, the same Lord and Messiah, Lord Jesus Christ. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So once this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence will manifest, once this dormant desires and your gifts and abilities, know-how, will start getting activated, they're getting restored, they're being awakened, and blessings start manifesting in your life, 
Then Joel 2.28, which is prophesied starting this season, that the greatest move of the Holy Spirit that never been recorded or witnessed in the history of the church is coming our way. Okay? Because in Joel 2.28, it says, And afterward, it means to say, once this manifested, afterward, that is a big word. Right? The transfer of wealth, influence and affluence, him sending both autumn and spring rains. Once we are blessed, once we are prosperous, the prophet Joel prophesied that afterward, after all these manifestations of prosperity and deliverance of his people, it says in Joel 2.28, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh or on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. Right? So it is important for us. And of course, the Apostle Peter quoted this in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 21. And the Apostle Paul also quoted this in Romans ten thirteen: Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The one thing I know about our holy God, he is loving. He is all-knowing. He is almighty. He always protects you and I. He always delivers. He always provides a way out for those who call on him and repent from their ways. So let us look at the present day challenges, the challenges of our days as opportunities. You know, when we encounter those and we believe in God and we obeyed and we get out of it, we're a better person. Also, the things we don't understand, if we call on the Lord, the Holy Spirit will teach us. He will guide us and he will get us restored. Restoration will come upon us almost automatically. It is amazing when Jesus is in the forefront. If Jesus is present, if he is front and center in your life, restoration is always at hand. I like this story about the blind man in Mark chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. He says, he, it means Jesus, took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. You know, I had an encounter with the Lord years ago. I fought cancer and I refused to be treated because God promised me that I am the heal, that he's going to, to heal me and deliver me. And I believe, I believe, and, and a lot of times I received my healing. It was painful. Sometimes it was hard, but I stood my ground. And then I asked the Lord one time and said, like, what is going on? And he led me in Mark chapter 8, verse 23 and 24. Some of the healings are progressive. This man, once Jesus put a spit in his eyes, 
he started seeing things, but not clearly. And then he uh, laid his hands on the man's eyes again. Then his eyes were opened and his sight was fully restored and he saw everything clearly. A lot of times God moves and God's ways of doing things, we do not understand it clearly. But if we engage him, and if we'll make him the Lord of everything, that we don't decide without consulting him or consulting the word of God, what is the will of God about this? Then we were going to understand and see clearly at the same time. And with me, when I asked the Lord why it took me months before I fully was cancer-free, pain-free, why it took me months, he told me that to bring back my character. Because if the manifestations of everything, my healing, if I have a headache, I lay hands on myself and the headache is gone, and God will heal it and manifest things um, instantaneously, I will not have any compassion for those that kept on asking for prayer with the same affliction. I will not have any compassion for the people who would not believe in receiving their healing. I will not be able to inspire them. I will not be able to encourage them. So in a lot of times when I pray for people, I found that uh, God will instantaneously heal those that need to be healed immediately. But for some, he wanted their faith to be increased. He wanted them to walk their faith with fear and trembling. So it is the same with the manifestations of the desires of our hearts. God knows everything, and since he is all-loving God and he is almighty God, it means to say that he is wanting to produce something in us, a godly characteristics or a resolve that we will take a stand that in spite of everything that we see, in spite of everything that we feel, in spite of everything that we hear, that we will continue to trust him. And that is for you and I, okay? So it is very exciting of the times that we're in. It's just a very busy season for me. But at the same time, I am so excited because me and the children and Mike, we are all walking this prophecy. We all are taking stand and we're busy taking an inventory of our lives. So let me share some of the principles for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And remember... You have to be a tither and a giver, a generous giver. You have to finance the preaching of the gospel and discipleship, not programs, okay? And yes, then the third is do not neglect the poor. Number one principle is take inventory of your life. I already discussed this with you the last time. You need to take inventory of everything in your life, every areas of your life. Anything that is not from God, you need to reject it. This includes, but not limited to your business relationship, to your personal life, partnership, and more. Okay? And number two, I'm running out of time. Number two, any manifestation in your life has to confirm or reaffirm God's purpose in your life, why he is blessing you. Is the purpose of God manifesting in this endeavor? And what is God expects from us, we give him the glory. We trust him and it will benefit you and it will benefit his people. And also be very wary of any manifestations that only satisfies your own cravings and your own desires. That's the world's ways of doing things. Okay. 
in everything that is happening in our life, good things, God gets the glory. You will benefit personally and it will benefit others. And I'm running out of time. So call me at 210-695-1630. I hope I'll see some of you, many of you, next Saturday, September 29th, and Sunday afternoon on the 30th. And we'll finally meet you in person. This is a good opportunity for you to practice those principles, and you'll, you'll be able to find some good stuff that we're selling. Okay? God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road off IH10. Our morning service starts at 1030 in the morning on Sunday and at 7 p.m. at night. And if you cannot come, we are on live stream at exactly 11 o'clock for the Sunday service. And you can go to our website, SOGMI.org, or find us on YouTube. Okay, so God bless you for tuning in. Remember, this is the best time to be alive in the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www dot s-o-g-m-i dot org